0: Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from Thursday, March 4th of 2021. And oh gosh, you guys, we've got another busy day. I don't know what is going on other than it's time. And so things are just getting busier. Um, I don't, I don't know, things are getting easier COVID-wise, so maybe that's why I really, I don't know, but I'm enjoying it. Um, sorry, I'm a little out of breath. I'm not sure what just happened. Sometimes that I've noticed that. I get really out of breath, but like I've only done the intro. I have no idea why, um, other than I've been corralling a mad dog. I don't know. Um, okay, so we are going to get started with... Belgium. Oh, but before I say that, I want to make sure you guys remember this is the last episode for this week. Um, I will be recording again on Monday or on Sunday. So episodes will start going up Monday through Friday next week. Uh, This week you kind of get gypped because I didn't think ahead. Um, So there's one less episode this week, but that's okay. Um, So we'll do um, anything that happens tomorrow, which is looks like it could be a lot um into the weekend if there are any events over the weekend so that's where we're headed Um, but for now we are going to jump over to the belgian royal family There was so much happening in Belgium today. I am like kind of shocked and also kind of thrilled and all of the things were really cool. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by my dog. I know I talk about my dog all the time, but like one, she's really cute and two, she's also kind of a problem child in that she is um, very jealous and I've allowed it. And so she gets really mad when I talk on the phone, when I record this podcast, which I've been doing for over a year, the dog gets mad at, it cracks me up, Um, but she's playing with it. I give her food, I give her her dinner in like a ball so she can, it's a puzzle. So she has to like roll it around and exercise herself and work her brain. But for some reason she made it to where i'm recording like the room and she won't leave which is fine but she's so distracting so maybe it's not fine okay sorry um belgium okay so there was a lot going on and i love it all i was so excited about this so um today king philippe took part in a virtual conversation with students from two universities in belgium uh the university of namar And Hasselt University. So I think this is just two um, different language speaking colleges. Uh, So one speaks French and one speaks Dutch uh, is what I think. And so anyway, they were talking about, um, obviously the COVID crisis, how it's affected, um, education and student life and campuses, um, as well as distance learning, um, and then mental health, um, because obviously it's had a huge impact on mental health. Um, and so that's what they were talking about. I thought this was really cool. Um, I don't really remember when this was. But it kind of reminded me, King Harald of Norway did something kind of similar where he talked with, they were younger, but like um, young teenagers about COVID. And it's just like, these are really heartwarming moments because like, everyone's going through it right now like we all know that everyone's having a hard time in one way shape or form around COVID but also just like in general and the things that COVID has like brought along with that and I just think it's really great for these royals to recognize like the struggle that people are having, um, and really just sit down and talk with them about it because sometimes I would say, most of the time, that's all you need. You just need to talk it out and like experience it, and then it gets better. So, I think that's really important, and I appreciate that uh, Philippe and so many others have taken time to do this. Like, I just appreciate that. Um, so, that was the first thing on the agenda. Next, we have King Philippe and Queen Mathilde Uh, together. They took part in a digital conversation with lots of different organizations um, about the upcoming International Women's Rights Day. So Women's Rights Day or International Women's Day is on March 8th, Um, and I remember last year... I think there were a couple different events in Belgium. I'll have to go back. You can definitely listen to, um, the podcast that would have come out on March 9th, um, of 2020, right before all of this happened. Um, I know COVID had kind of made its way into the podcast by then because they held an event and I remember saying like, oh, everyone's kind of spaced out differently. Um, But like, I think Mathilde did a couple of things in the morning and then together King Philippe and Queen Mathilde hosted like a luncheon type of thing for, um, a couple, a few women. Um, but they took like the group photo and they were spaced out. So I think by that point, maybe six foot distance had been recommended in Europe. I don't know. Um, it, I don't, sometimes I think I should go back and like listen to the, the day, like the year before what was going on when I, before I record these. Um, but I think it's especially interesting during COVID. Um, you know, now that we're getting so close to the start, but, um, anyway, I thought that was really great. I love that. Like, I mean, you kind of expect the women in the Royal families to take on like women's day events. Um, But like, I kind of appreciate that King Philippe will join in, at least in one event regarding Women's Day. I just think that's really awesome. Um, Okay, so that was the second event. And then we go to the third event. So it looks like this was over the past couple of days that Queen Mathilde has been holding video calls with officials about food insecurity um, in the run-up for the UN food systems summit that will be happening in the fall of 2021 um, in New York. So I'm thinking this is probably at the same time that the United Nations General Assembly happens. Um, Typically that's when like the world descends on New York um, and there are lots of different conferences. This has nothing to do with royals although royals have spoken during it Um, but Bill Clinton, former president Bill Clinton, used to host, um, the Clinton Global Initiative, um, as part of his foundation during, uh, UNGA It's what it's called, but it's the United Nations General Assembly. Um, lots of things kind of happen in New York at that time. So I'm thinking this is possibly during the same time, um. But it also is making me wonder if Queen Matilde's going to be in New York, if if foreign travel is possible. Um, you know, that's still a ways off for us to determine, so I don't know. Um, but I'm like, ooh, possibly a fall trip to New York for me. We'll see. If it's truly, I'll, I'll be honest though, like I'm planning this huge trip to the UK next year for this podcast and for Queen Elizabeth's Jubilee, but if there's more than one royal going in to Unga, I may make a trip to New York, except here's the thing, Unga is a nightmare because you can't see anything, so I don't know, we'll see. I also have zero desire to go to New York in my entire life. Like I live near it and I don't ever want to go. I've driven by it, but never been in the city. Just no desire. Okay, um, so that's what was going on in Belgium. I am talking way too much because there's so much happening. Um, But now we are gonna go ahead and move on to the British royal family. In the UK, I'm going to do this a little bit out of the order I normally would, um, but we had a new update on the health of Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. So yesterday he underwent a heart surgery. Um, They released that information kind of early this morning, um, middle of the night for me, but early this morning in London. Um, He is reportedly doing well, but will continue to be in the hospital while recovering. Um, so I would not expect him home for, um, at least till next week, um, which will make this for sure three weeks. Um, so that was good news, kind of, I guess, like good news that they're kind of finding things that can be fixed. Um, but also he is 99 and just underwent a heart surgery. So, you know, we're just keeping our fingers crossed. I think, um, that's something the Duchess of Cornwall said in her engagement yesterday. Like we're keeping our fingers crossed for him. And, you know, I think that's just like the way I'm going to go about this, um, and continue to give updates if they're shared, um, through the podcast. But like, if you're paying attention to this podcast, you probably have already seen that. But again, just, um, Keeping our fingers crossed is the mantra for Prince Philip. Okay. Um, and then we'll go into the official engagements. So today, Queen Elizabeth held a telephone call with the chief of staff for the Royal Air Force. Um, this is, she has spoken with, um, the army, the Navy, and now the Air Force, um, about their commitments to supporting the nation's needs during the pandemic. Um, so I think that's really awesome. Also, like I was saying this yesterday in the context of something else, but like props to Queen Elizabeth, like I know that this is just her and that she puts country kind of over everything and duty over everything. But, like, she's got some strong will to just be able to keep working while Philip is going through all this. Like, props to her. Mad respect. Um, And also, like, there's a ton of other stuff happening. And the royals are just working. Like, they're just doing their job. Um, And I thoroughly appreciate that. um, Because I think if they were to go kind of AWOL the, it would not get a fair reporting right now. So I just appreciate the, um, keep calm and carry on attitude. Um, okay. So the next thing is today is world book day, which means for those of you who listen to this podcast, that means it's basically the Duchess of Cornwall's like Christmas. So Camilla is a book lover. She started a book club this year, um, which, so update on the book club. So I read the first book, uh, The Mirror and the Light, I think is what it was called. Um, it was really, really good, but that's the only book I read. So I think what I'm going to do for the book club is like pick one of the four every time she launches them and just read that. Um, but anyway, okay. So she started this book club, really good books. Um, and is the patron for the Literacy Trust. And so today in that role, she took part in a virtual celebration of World Book Day with the Oak National Academy's Virtual School Library, which she opened a year ago on World Book Day. I remember talking about the event. Um, And I don't think at that point, yeah, no, COVID hadn't really completely sunk in yet. Um, but I think it's so funny how much that has probably been utilized in the past year versus what it would have been utilized as. Um, and so I, I don't know. It's just what a year we've had, right? So um, she spoke with some of the children in a classroom. She, it was virtual, by the way. She was sitting in like, Clarence House or wherever they're at right now. And maybe High Grove. I don't really know. Um, and the kids were in class and I don't know. I just like, I love when Camilla talks about reading. So there are a few things that like, if her passion is there for the organization or like the work that's being done, she shines. You, you, <clears throat> Camilla, you can kind of tell when she's, like, not super passionate about the work, which, like, I think most people are like that. Like, she'll have some events where it's more go through the motions, but, like, when she's super passionate about something, like, she is with reading, she will just, like, blow you away with how good she is at this job. Um, If you catch her on a day when she's, like, not as into what she's doing. It's it's harder, but like there are times when she blows me away with how good she is at this job. Um, okay. So that is what was going on public facing. Uh, now I'm going to pull up the court circular. Sorry. I just have my computer in front of me. So if you can hear that typing, I really apologize. Um, it's just unfortunate Okay, there why why is this so hard okay <laughs> the court circular you guys why can't i find it on the apple news app on my computer why is this happening March fourth. Okay, there it goes. I'm also having some internet trouble, so maybe that's part of the reason why. Okay, it's loading. Wow, we're gonna call this episode the Tech Issues. I've been working on a project, so for those who don't know, I'll take the time to talk about it while this loads. Um, I have been—I have a YouTube channel for this podcast, and I don't really use it um, because I got a little shy about copyright. Um, but there is an event today that we'll talk about in just a second that I want to just cut out some pieces that like have nothing to do with the Royal family that, um, it was in Spain and post just the video. Um, I don't know if I'll make it public or just share it on the website. Um, uh, with like the link, I think I might do that like as an unlisted thing, just because, I don't want to break copyright law for sure, um, but it's kind of like, I just want to break it up so that it's only relevant. I don't know, we'll see what I end up doing, but it took me all day to download the video because my internet's moving so slow. Okay, it finally loaded. So today at Windsor Castle, we have uh, Air Chief Marshal Sir Michael Wigston, Chief of the Air Staff had a meeting with the Queen today via telephone. Um Okay. Um Okay, and then the rest of it is just some diplomatic work that she didn't actually do. Um okay, and then in Clarence House, the Prince of Wales this evening held a meeting for the Sustainable Markets Initiative via video link. Oh, gosh. And then Kensington Palace, the Duke of Cambridge had one, two, three, four, five, six telephone calls all about the COVID vaccine. So making those phone calls, Will is. He's just making them left and right. All right. So that is what was going on in the UK. Um, Wow. Okay. I have so much to say today, though. I know this episode is going to probably be really long. Okay, let's go straight on to Denmark because that's what was going on in the UK. So Denmark, here we come. Yep, that's right. There was another event in Denmark today. Um, I think, fingers crossed, we're going to at least maybe have one event a week here. We'll see what happens. Um, But today, Crown Princess Mary took part in a roundtable discussion about the commitments that were made at the Nairobi Summit in 2019. Um, so this, I think, was host like co-hosted by Denmark and another country, um, and maybe it was held in Nairobi. I don't really, I don't really understand. I didn't do too much research into this, but it concluded with the commitment of 179 countries committing to an action program to help ensure the rights of girls and women around the world, um, as well as including access to sexual and reproductive health rights. Um, So I talked about this a few times because Mary was put on, like, this high commissioner's list for this, um, where they have very cerebral discussions about um, how to make sure the commitments can still be um, stuck with in the middle of a pandemic. Um, And so it's her and like a couple of other really high profile people. Um, But this was more of just a general meeting about it, not the high commission meeting, which I think is the right word. Um, But this is one of Mary's like passion projects. And I wish so much that there would be more things to like... Talk about and when I say passion projects, I mean like she has she does so much work normally. Like in, I think in a non-pandemic, I honestly don't really know. I never paid a lot of attention, but it always seemed like she was working really hard. And like to be fair, she has the most engagements of the royal family in Denmark right now. Um, so she is like she works really hard. Um, but this is one of the things that like she is super passionate and has brought herself into, um, is the rights of women and girls around the world. And she doesn't shy away from sexual and reproductive issues. Um, because for those who don't know, um, if you live in incredibly privileged life, like I do, um, in developing countries, the access to, um, any kind of care regarding those, um, regarding sexual and reproductive anything is impossible. Um, so I think it's really important that this is part of that platform and she doesn't shy away from it just because she's a royal. Um, okay. Also, again, I don't know Denmark's rules or guidelines about COVID and it seems to be ever changing. Um, but Mary arrived, didn't have a face mask in the meeting, didn't have a face mask. And can I just say like, we haven't seen her a lot in the past year anyway, but like to see someone's face is really strange. And like, she was so smiley and I'm like, kind of (laughs) I'm just obsessed with that because like I think maybe just because there was no mask and it seemed so odd um and you know I am not saying that we're anywhere near the not wearing masks I know here in the U.S. it's recommended that you are wearing them until they say not to but like there are certain states that are breaking that um but like our president has issued a, please wear your mask for a hundred days, um, starting on January 20th when he took office. And, but like the amazingness is by that time. So that's, I think the middle of May is maybe his hundredth day. I really don't know. Um, but like, what am I going to think when I see people's faces again? I'm so used to, I literally see in person like face wise my mom and my grandma everyone else who I like regularly come in contact with I pretty much only see with a mask um, and it's just really gonna be weird to see people's faces again but it, like it was weird to see Mary's face also she looked great because she was smiling and didn't have a face mask on maybe that's all it was and it looked sunny in Denmark. So that's always a rarity too. I don't know. It just, it gave me a sense of like possibly normals ahead. Now I will say I've been saying that for like, a not a year, but kind of a year like, oh, this will all be fine by Easter. Pfft, you know, maybe I'll feel better about Easter this year. Probably not though. Um, Okay. So that is what was going on in Denmark. You guys, I am rambling so much, but I love this. Um, I really hope you don't mind the longer episode. Anyway, we're going to move on now to the Netherlands. Um, So that brings us to the end of the week for Denmark. Netherlands. Queen Maxima had a couple of different events today. Um, so first she did a digital working visit to character spelled K A R A K T E R. Um, I don't know if that's just like the Dutch spelling for character, but I decided to keep it as is because I think that's like really innovative. Um, but it's an academic center for children and adolescent for child and adolescent psychiatry. Um, and so the center is designed to help with therapy as well as treatment for children who have, um, not only like psychiatric challenges, but also like developmental disabilities, including autism is what the readout said. Um, and it's, It's weird because it says like the center is set up to treat children up to eight years old with developmental disabilities, such as autism and others. Um, but then it says here that it's for children and adolescent psychiatry. So like that didn't add up when I was writing this and it still doesn't really add up. Um, but maybe they do different like therapy type things when you reach a certain age. I don't, I don't know. I didn't understand that. Um, But that was her first thing. And then the second event on Maxima's calendar was she received the first copy of a new book Uh, digitally. She received this, but we're just going to pretend like it all happened on the same day, Um, but she received a new book called Transition from Head to Toe. Um, And this is a book that focuses on the symptoms of menopause. Um, and helping women understand that process and go through that process, um, understand symptoms from like the early stages and I don't know, this is like, I'm going to recognize my own bias here and say, this was uncomfortable for me. I don't know why I'm very much like talk about what you need to talk about. Um, But for some reason, the subject of like menopause makes me freak out for some reason. I don't know why I'm 27. Like that's not a thing that's happening anytime soon. Also, if you're under 16, I really apologize. Um, If you don't know what this is, please ask your parent or don't. uh, Whoops. We'll put an explicit warning on today. That's what we'll do. Um, okay. But like, I I did get really uncomfortable. And then I thought like, hey, check yourself. Um, because this is just as important as Crown Princess Mary talking about sexual and reproductive health and rights. Uh, just because it's not focused on younger women doesn't mean it's taboo. Like it's not, it's the same kind of topic, literally the exact same kind of topic. Um, but for some reason, because it had to do with older women, it makes me really uncomfortable, which is not fair and not cool. Um, so that's just a place where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to check my bias and tell you all to check your bias. If me saying the word menopause made you uncomfortable. Um, but so this book was, um, written with the consultation of doctors, as well as the, there were two authors, as well as their own personal experiences. And I just like, legit think this is the coolest thing. Like now that I've gotten over myself, I just think this is really cool. And I'm like, really proud of Maxima who's turning 50 this year for just like doing this, right? Like it's normal. This is something that most women have to go through. Um, Most women who menstruate, have to go through this. Okay. Now I'm getting way too into this. So check yourself, do some research if this is making you uncomfortable. Um, but also like, I'm going to keep myself like pretty calm because it's a podcast about Royals, not about anything else. Um, but I just wanted to like recognize with you, like why that I found this weird, but then also, like, give props to Maxima for, um, this. And I want to say, like, you guys know, if you've listened for a while, I have a hard time sometimes giving the Dutch royal family credit where credit is due, and I feel like that's all I've done this week. Like, they have really impressed me this week, and with the past couple of weeks, I'm feeling really good about the Dutch royal family right now some of my animosity has transferred to Denmark. Um, I don't know, gotta be mad at someone, right? No, that's not even accurate at all. Um, But for for real, some of my animosity has transferred to Denmark. Um, Okay, so I think that is what all was going on in the Netherlands. And now we are skipping Norway because there was nothing there. Aren't you so glad? Um, So now we are gonna move on to Spain. Well, in Spain, we have another marathon. So many things. There were, I think I jokingly said there were like four events in Spain in yesterday's episode for today. Okay. There totally were four. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what they were thinking, putting all of these events on the same day. Um, and then they have a big day tomorrow too. I don't know what is going on. Um, but today, so we're just going to read through these pretty quickly. Um, King Felipe held several audiences first with the 69th promotion of the superior Corps of state commercial tech technicians and economists, which leads me to so many questions, but I'm not going to answer those questions on this podcast. Um, I don't know. Uh, that just doesn't sound fun. Okay. Um, the next Thing is, he met with the board members for KPMG Spain. Um, so this one I did research a little, a little bit. Um, so KPMG is a global firm for accounting services, and um, they were able to meet with the king today because they are celebrating their fiftieth anniversary of having um, a Spanish company. And then finally, he met with the Artificial Intelligence Advisory Council. And I am completely weirded out by that because AI scares me, even though I use AI. And by using AI, I mean I use the Amazon thing and the iPhone thing um, occasionally. Okay, Um, so those were King Felipe's events. That is three. Uh, The fourth event and this is what I'm going to spend the most time about on because I loved this event. Um, so today Queen Letizia took part in the virtual announcement of the 2021 Princess of Girona Girona Award winner, um, in the category of art and writing, which sounds much better in Spanish. Um, and so typically these events, um, so there are five categories, maybe six categories for the foundation of the Princess of Girona. Um, and there are six events where the winners are announced. So last year we started, um, this process. So I think Letizia got through two of them. King Felipe was supposed to do one and... That's when COVID hit and I think he was supposed to go to La Rioja, which is where this one was technically located, even though it was a virtual ser- virtual thing. Um, so it seems like maybe they're picking up where they left off. Um, but so King Felipe and Queen Letizia will attend these, um, given that their daughter, the princess of Girona, um, is 15 and has school and so can't do things in the middle of the day. Um, because she's in school and they typically are a couple of different, uh, parts of the meeting. So there's the, um, where the jury decides who wins. Um, then there's like a, um, like a problem, like solving a global problem kind of breakout session and then there's the official announcement. Um, and so this kind of took on the same thing. Um, but it was all digital. So I'm just going to skip to the part that Queen Letizia took part in, um, because the rest of it is kind of boring. And I think if there are award ceremonies this year, I'll do a similar thing to like what I did with the Princess of Astorias awards, uh, which is like, have it be its own episode and we can talk a little bit more in depth about award winners and different, um, things like that. But for today, um, Queen Letizia took part in this announcement, um, but her part was, I thought, really cool and like perfect for her. Um, So she was officially like a moderator for a discussion with former winners of the Princess of Girona Award for art and writing um, from 14, 18, 16. and maybe maybe 15, I don't remember, um, but they were in an office in Zarzuela, which is white, so it's part of Queen Letizia's like, suite of rooms of offices that she has, um, probably used as like her conference room or something, I don't really know. It looked similar to the room she spent all of her confinement phone calls in, but it didn't quite look the same. Um, unless I just added bigger windows, I don't know, but they were in there with their masks on and they just had a conversation about how like COVID has affected these four people's everyday lives. Um, but here's why Letizia was so good in it, right? So she is a former journalist. Um, she's a former television presenter, um, So she literally did this for a living before she got married and she was very good. She rose up ranks very quickly, um, and people can't really blame it on the relationship because they had a se like her and Felipe had a secret relationship the whole time until like the very end before the engagement. Um, but she was really good and so when she's doing these things that remind people who saw her live when she was doing the news um get like this warm fuzzy cathartic feeling about watching her do that um but also it's what she's good at um so she i'll be honest i'm biased i think she's really great at everything she does but she shines in more conversational moments. Um, She's very guarded and she doesn't let her um, personality shine a lot, which is fine. I certainly understand in her situation why she does that. Um, But when she does, it's amazing. And this was that. This was her using those skills that she spent years cultivating and creating and didn't get to use for a very long time when she was the princess of Astorias um, and really only became kind of back to herself when she became queen. Um, And so I just think like she's just really good at talking to people and being prepared and like being on her game and this showcases that in a way that doesn't happen very often um i don't know it's just like a reminder of why she was so good at what she did um and how good she can be as queen if given the right circumstances like i think she's great no matter what um but there are moments where things are better and this is one of them um and we'll talk about the event uh in monday's episode that happens tomorrow about like this other piece of that she's really good at. Okay. Um, so anyway, she did that, um, spoke about the time in confinement and then, um, kind of kicked it back. I read somewhere that she spoke in Catalan. So Girona is in Catalonia. Um, and I read somewhere that she spoke Catalan during the thing... I kind of know, I know Spanish and I know the difference between Spanish and Catalan and I didn't hear it. It doesn't mean it didn't exist, but I didn't hear it. Um, And like YouTube auto-generated trans translation did fine on Spanish. So if she was speaking Catalonian, I I didn't catch it, Um, but anyway and then the winner of the 2021 prize was announced and it was maria sanchez rodriguez who is a poet and also a veterinarian which i thought was a really cool combo um but like i said as long as there's an award ceremony or even if there's something uh, similar to an awards ceremony, we'll do a full episode, um, just focused on the Princess of, uh, Princess of Girona awards, um, you know, just, like, we'll do the Nobel Prize, the Princess of Astorias awards, um, any kind of, like, big thing like that is going to be its own episode, so that brings us to the end of this episode, I'm sorry it went a little bit long, like I said, I'm kind of rambly, um, today, which is kind of good, um but yeah that's what was going on in our seven European countries there was nothing going on in Sweden today by the way they had a very quiet week um had and so we will talk more on Monday um, but until then have a great weekend uh please like and review this podcast wherever you're listening uh check out the where hopefully I'll have some video posted of Letizia being awesome at her job and um, the Daily Royal on Instagram, where I will have all the pictures of stuff that happened today. So with that, again, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you all on Monday. Bye!